I got a hog call for you. Woo, pig, losey. That was terrible. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, as him. Jimmy makes better jokes than me. Barely. <laughs> Barely. Maybe better than the last one. But I actually didn't think it was that that terrible. It was something. When you come up with these cold opens on the fly. You do, um, yeah. And that is, that part that part is impressive. Because sometimes, sometimes you hit them out of the park. That, that's hard to do on the fly. That was a little more. That was a ball. It was okay. It was okay. It was it was a ball outside, but it wasn't like a ball outside in the bottom of the ninth with the bases loaded. It, it wasn't like that. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. I'll be talking about Jace Medical here in just a minute. But Jimmy, I do want to talk a little Arkansas right now. We'll do our predictions mm-hmm. tomorrow, as we always do. Um, we talked about how Alabama has dominated this series. Arkansas is literally limping into this thing. Yeah. Um, for all the heck Alabama's offensive line has taken for the number of sacks that they've given up, Arkansas's offensive line's been worse. And, um, you know, K.J. Jefferson, it, it was funny. Uh, so I, I saw a comparison like uh, Jalen Milrow reminds me of a younger K.J. Jefferson. I could make the argument Jalen Milrow's better than K.J. Jefferson right now. I think when you look at Considering KJ Jefferson has about 900 career snaps and, and career pass attempts, and Milrow has like about 170, I would argue Milrow has considerably more upside. I think he's a better pure athlete. I think he's even maybe got more arm talent. Um, but I like the comp. I mean, in terms of, I think that they, they're sort of similar. Uh, I mean, in terms of it all starts with big and strong and athletic, right? I mean, that's where it all starts. But to me, K.J. Jefferson is athletic in the sense that, like, Ben Roethlisberger is athletic. And I, or, or certainly Ben Roethlisberger was when he was that age. I think Jalen Milrow is more athletic in the Michael Vick sense. I mean, I, I think, put it this way, I, I'll, I'll find a better word. Here's the better word, Luke, to describe the difference between the two of them in terms of the package. Uh, I think Milrow is just more dynamic than K.J. Jefferson. It's just more dynamic. Uh, and I'm talking about – and obviously that is referring to the athleticism in terms of burst and speed and quickness. But I think he's more dynamic as a passer – or I should say, he, you know, he will be when he's KJ's age. Let's remember how long KJ's been here uh, playing in the SEC. This is KJ Jefferson's third start against Alabama. And uh, Luke, uh, I know it seems he's been there forever. Ready for the shocker of the day? Everyone listen to this. Don't uh, If you're listening to this in your car, don't wreck the car because I'm about to shock you. Because this shocked me, but I looked it up. If he elects to take his COVID freebie, KJ Jefferson can return to college football next year. Good God, have mercy. I know. <laughs> that doesn't seem not, and you're like, Jimmy, there's no way that's right. I, I looked at it, couldn't believe it, posted it on BOL, 
ate my breakfast. And while I was eating breakfast, went, no, this literally happened. I went, wait a minute, that cannot be right. Put down my breakfast, went back to the computer, looked it up again and confirmed for like the third time. Uh, it is true. KJ Jefferson could return next season. And that sounds, I would be no more surprised if you told me Hunter Renfro was returning to Clemson next year, even though he's been Chris playing Winky in the NFL. <laughs> but that's true about KJ. But let, let, let's put Jalen Milrow in year five instead of year three. I mean, how good is Milrow going to be two years from now? Better than better than KJ Jefferson is right now. I would argue that Milrow is, I'm not going to say he's better than KJ Jefferson right now, but he's close. If he's not better, it's close. Yeah, I, no, I think he is better um but i think it it probably also helps i mean he's got a better supporting cast um whereas oh, no, you, road, no you, doubt you chose rocket sanders over our running back combo of Roy Dell and jace i when, get that i understand when I'm rocket's not, healthy when he's healthy when okay, he's healthy I'm fine. Right. but our running back room is definitely better oh um, no question and our wide receiver so, room is miles better uh and if uh, most- is it I'm, yeah, I don't right. think Luke Haas is going to be available this weekend. And I don't believe he is either. Arkansas I would say is best. he's their best yeah. weapon offensively. I mean, outside of KJ, Haas probably Haas, Haas Jefferson Haas and Rocket. Their best wide receiver is a guy named Andrew Armstrong. And I just say that to say I bet not many people listening to this Bama show are familiar with Andrew Armstrong. Probably not. Uh, yeah, you they're, could have they're, said. His name is Franklin P. Rosemary, and we'd have been like, man, I, I don't know much about him. <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah, I, I think that ultimately that's been Sam Pittman's issue at Arkansas. I love the guy. I think he's great for the league. There is no one whose interviews I enjoy more than Sam Pittman's in the SEC. Great guy, fantastic offensive line coach. I think he'd be a good head coach if you gave him a good team. But the fact of the matter is, I don't know that it's necessarily his fault uh, or his staff or keeping the staff together or whatever, but they just haven't recruited well enough under him and that they are lacking dudes. I mean, that's their problem. They, they don't, they, they don't have dudes and uh, that's probably going to show up some on Saturday because Alabama's got dudes. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, I wonder that they're beginning to be rumblings that you know, Sam Pittman could be on his way out if things really do fall apart. I mean, if you lose to Alabama, then you've lost to BYU, you've lost to uh, LSU, you've lost to Ole Miss, and there was one other one in there, wasn't there? Um, A&M. A&M. That, that's five losses in a row. And, yeah. whew, I mean, I know the back half probably, it, you know, you got Auburn yeah. at home and Oh, they they're, should be they're very likely unless the wheels come off they're very likely to even win out their schedule significantly softens after Alabama they've played all their tough games early I can see them winning out unless the wheels come off but what they need is to get Hawes back in the line up rocket back in the lineup keep KJ Jefferson upright and uh I think they can win out maybe save Pittman's job for another year uh what's interesting to me is they've been connected to Dion in the past. Uh, can they conjure up enough Jerry Jones money to uh, if they do fire Pittman, which is going to be a big buyout? I mean, they'd owe Pittman a lot of money. Uh, can they pay that and then still go land Dion 
who may be a more pricey free agent than he was when he was the best cornerback in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that was where I was going with this. Um, if you're Arkansas, I think you've, you've got to do something like that. Now, so there might be some people out there going, hey, you, that's a recipe for disaster or whatever. Some people may not still be Dion believers. I understand that. Um, but at the same time, Arkansas has got to do something funky because you're in a league now where it's not, if you're Arkansas, it's not like Arkansas and South Carolina just joined. You, you are Arkansas and Oklahoma and Texas just joined. So wherever you were on the pecking order, you got knocked down two rungs, wherever you were. And you're above Vanderbilt. There's no doubt about it. And you've got a lot of Walmart money. We all know this. That's fine. At the same time, you are, at a place where you need Magellan in the front seat to get there. And um, <laughs> you just, it's, it's not a, a super sexy program. Um, the, the last few coaches have been the likes of uh, Brett Bielema and, and Sam Pittman. I mean, two yeah. literal offensive linemen. So, right. I mean, you, you need something you funky to get you going. Right off the top of my head. I don't know if this would be a name that excites people, but one of the first names that come to mind for me, uh, that would be interesting. They need offense. They need some excitement. Maybe Jeff Levy, who's the OC yeah. at Oklahoma. He's been around OC at Ole Miss, and he's been around a couple of places related to the Brawls family, or even Kendall Brawls, you know, who, who might be ready for a headshot. Uh, but I, I think if I was Arkansas, I would go young in offense if they can't afford uh, Dion. Yeah. All right, when we come back, Jimmy, we're going to update you on some injuries and uh, let you know what we think about those guys. And if Certain guys can't play. Who's going to have to step up? But right now, I want to tell you about Jace Medical. The Jace case, I've got one myself. I wish I had it here at my office. I've got it at my house. It provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, you're going to have to jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians, but that's not a big deal at all. Get going, ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created and doctor-recommended. You don't want to be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And Lord knows we're all dealing with the unexpected right now. Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Look, I just want you to go check it out, okay? If you don't order, so be it. But do go to the website. I would appreciate it. Um, it it's it's certainly worth your time. You get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code locked on. That's all one word at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. So, Jimmy, injury-wise, um, you know, one thing you and I all summer talked about Christian story, you know, the, the greatest uh, Christian story since Jonah and the Whale. I've used that joke before, but I think it's worth recycling. Hey, it's, and, been, um, it's been a while, so it's funny again. It's been, yeah, it's been a hot minute. Um, <laughs> so, Christian story played this past weekend 
here's my problem. I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it at all until I looked at the box score of participation. And so I guess what I'm saying is it sounds like Malachi is probably going to be out this weekend. Yeah, I think. I mean, we, we don't know. We don't know, but I think it's fair to guess Malachi won't be around this weekend as a guess. It I, feels I, that I, way. I, it, it feels that way, but it's nothing certain. We haven't been told that. We, we don't we don't know for certain, but I'll be surprised if Malachi is there. Now, I think for starting the next week, it could start starts getting realistic against Tennessee. So we'll see. So if Malachi, oh, by the way, I did notice Christian's story. What what happens is, and this is kind of interesting uh, for for people that don't don't follow it this closely. But when when Malachi goes out, uh, we have to play musical chairs back there. Malachi plays three positions. He plays safety, star, and money, depending on the down and distance and the offense's personality. Plays three spots. So when Malachi goes out, hello, musical chairs or duck duck goose. Maybe that's a game that's. Sounds, but, but but Malachi comes out, so Terion Arnold moves from corner to star. Trey Amos comes off the bench to play corner, and Christian Story becomes the sixth defensive back when we go to dime. Two snaps after Malachi was out, we did play a dime snap with Christian on the field. Two snaps, and they went right at him, and he gave up a first down. So he mm-hmm. did uh, didn't do too great, but. The thing is, we don't play a lot of dime right now. We're, we're playing a lot less dime than we normally do. That's one of the changes under Steele. Steele seems to prefer to get nickel and just stay there and not have as many moving parts. And just he wants his players on the field to be a little more versatile in what they do as opposed to always, you know, guys running in and out. So it's been less dime, which means probably less snaps for Story. But he was out there, did give up one play. Uh, but I was glad to see him with the first team because me and you have been fans for a while. Yeah, I'm again, boy, I'm just I'm rooting for him so hard. I, I want him I want him to make a move. I want him to make a play. I really do. And yeah. um, I'm hoping maybe this weekend will be it. If Malachi's not back, Tennessee forces you to play a lot of dime because they they will spread it out and they'll go vertical and they'll put four and five wide receivers on the field at times, not like they did last year, but they still do it. And uh you are in dime against Tennessee. Uh, more than most of the opponents we play. So if Malachi's not back, uh, I can see Christian Story playing as many as 20, 25 snaps against the Vols. Um, the Hogs or the Vols? Vols, Vols. I, I don't think we'll see much dime. I don't think we'll see much dime against uh, Arkansas. And again, Malachi could be back for Tennessee. Uh, I think that's very realistic. But I'm just saying if Malachi's not back for Tennessee, I can see Christian Story playing a ton of snaps that game. This yeah. weekend against Arkansas, assuming Malachi is still out, which we're guessing, uh, if Malachi's out, I don't think you'll see a lot of dime except for this one fact. And let's hope I'm, – I'm laughing, so let's hope I'm not just setting us up for disaster here. But I could see us having Arkansas in a lot of third and tens and third and twelves, and uh, and you do play dime in, in, in quite a bit of those instances because they're going to put more – you know, if the other team has four wide receivers on the field, we have to be in dime. So that's going to happen for Arkansas on the third and longs. Yeah. Um, any other injury news out there? Uh, I haven't heard an update on James Burnup. Uh, I'm just going to yeah, guess. That's what I, was, I meant to ask you about. I'm sorry. Yeah, I haven't heard anything specifically about Burnup, but pulled muscles, sometimes that can linger a little bit. Uh, much like the Malachi thing, as of this recording, Luke, I'm going to guess. Uh, I'm going to guess that that Reichard is the punter again this weekend. 
And he did a great job. We hadn't talked to him. He averaged over 40 yards a punt and punted four or five times against the Aggies. Didn't Reichert get hurt punting too when he was a freshman? When he was a freshman? He was doing both duties. I remember that. But I believe I believe he got hurt on a kickoff. Did he? Okay. He but there was something that happened um, on his punting yeah. duties. I can't remember yeah, what. I, I, I can't remember what either. It was back when he was a freshman. But, yeah. but for a while when he was a freshman, he was doing it all. And we think that probably contributed to the injury. He was kicking off. He was kicking field goals. And he was punting when he was a true freshman because Alabama had punter issues. We had punter issues ever since J.K. Scott left until we get this new improved burnup. Uh, he's been he's been the best punter since uh, J.K. Uh, but Reichard's doing a heck of a job uh, as a backup punter because you know he doesn't get a ton of reps during the week. No. And, and look, he it just shows his versatility. Hey, I'm happy for him. This shows uh, – this is an opportunity for him to show NFL scouts, hey, I can do double duty and probably just elevate his stock. So and and look, Will Reichert no, exactly is very right. close. Will, Will Reichert is very close to becoming the all-time leading scorer in NCAA history. That's isn't that crazy? That is. I mean, nuts. that's crazy. And he, but he, the COVID year, it seems like COVID year is going to help cause that. It seems like only yeah. we recognize him as Alabama fans, right? I mean, yeah, he I didn't mean, get I, the I, same I, national love. Yeah, I would. I think if you let's let's ask Texas Tech fans if they've ever heard of Will Reichert. Probably not. You know. <laughs> Probably not, and they should. I mean, I, I'm I'm not trading him for anybody. And you make a great point about the NFL. You know, spots NFL has 53 man rosters, not not 85 like college. Uh, with kickers, it's very important. Look, they don't want to waste a roster spot on a punter, a kicker, and a kickoff guy. <laughs> they would like to only have two, two. But and since Reichard can do it all. Uh, he's obviously a field goal guy first and foremost. He can kick off. He's just not that great at it. I think that's going to hurt him a little bit. Uh, but now, but he can punt. So at least Riker is part of the pitch that hey, I should make a roster. Is hey, I'm not going to be good enough to punt, but but I can punt. You know, if the punter gets hurt, I can punt in a in a pinch. Any port in a storm, as they say. Um, Jimmy, when we come that's, back, we're going to talk about some different. questions. We're going to talk about the questions for the back half of the season, but right now I want to tell everybody about prize picks and I even got my overlay right for it and I'm going to put it up in time. Prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Look, prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform. That's DFS, by the way, platform in North America. We are, e they are easily the most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. It's a ton of fun. I know you've seen the advertisements other places, but you want to go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Um, you can bet on all types. It's not, not really bet. It's just pick on, on all things that you want. Testing my skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Trust me, I love this thing. It's a ton of fun. I do it every week. Prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. It's just boom, boom, boom. Um, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. This is going to be so much fun. It's just daily fantasy stuff. That's all it is. And um, it's like playing regular fantasy, but you do it on players and it's over unders and it's so much fun. Go check it out. Go check it out. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Jimmy. Questions for the back half of the season. The number one question for me, does do we release the Kraken? And the Kraken in this case is Justice Haynes. I, I am going to say. You're referring to the hockey team in Seattle. <laughs> I am going to say that we play him a little more, but don't play him as much as I want. And that's yeah, unfortunate. Because I feel like um, I feel like uh, if boy, I think if he ever get if he gets on the field in meaningful moments and he gets to run the ball or or catch the ball, I think he will wow everybody. I think the loan problem must be pass pro. I, I think that's all all true. Lack of experience, pass pro. Um, he's got to know. I mean, you know, he did he did get here less than a year. Running back's not as complicated as quarterback. It's not as complicated as the defense. But you still have to know stuff and learn stuff, and and it, it is far more complicated than playing high school running back, in terms particularly blitz pickup, where to line up, when to go in motion, running your pass routes, catching the ball, getting your guy blocked, and in, in, in the in the blitz pickup. But here's here's the thing: uh, there's six games left. I do think we're going to start seeing Justice Haynes. I really do, and I think this weekend. Hey, I'm guessing here. How would I know? They don't send the memos to me, but. I'm guessing that starting this weekend, Justice Haynes starts becoming a thing in terms of we're going to see more of him this game than we have any other games. And I think that his usage is going to grow. Uh, I, I, I really believe that. I'm not just uh, – that's my belief. And uh, over these last six games, Justice Haynes will be become a part of uh, – maybe even a big part of things on offense. And I agree, Luke, it'll be a little bit like a midseason pickup uh, in terms of like, wow, where has he been? But the fact of the matter is, where has he been? He's been learning, as any other true freshman, learning the offense and and finally finding a role. I'll also throw this in because I also believe this. Uh, Let's talk the opposite end of the spectrum, a senior and not a freshman like Justice Haynes, but a senior and Jace McClellan. Uh, I think Jace has a big second half, and I think he's close to a monster game. It might even happen this weekend. Jermaine Burton had the breakout game statistically against Texas A&M. Uh, he's a senior wide receiver. I like senior running back Jace McClellan. Uh, he's overdue for this, Luke. He's due for a home run. You know his longest run from scrimmage so far this season is something like 22 yards? Which is, is exactly 22 yards. That's stunning because Jace can run. Jace sure. can score from 80, you know, and I think well, he will. Our longest, what is our longest run period by anybody? I know what it is, and and it will stun people. It's a uh, Jalen Milrose fifty-three yard touchdown run against Mississippi State. Ah, uh, okay, that's the one I couldn't I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Along, but Milrose. from a running back, I think the longest is Roy Dell, uh, and and again, it's only about thirty something yards. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think Jace McClellan has a breakout big game soon to remind everybody that he's pretty good. Uh, again, he's not awesome. 
I think one of our issues and, and boy, Bama problems, right? One of our issues is, hey, I'm just being honest uh, and not being a cheerleader, being an honest one when I say, look at all the great backs we've had, Henry, Ingram, Yeldon, Lacey, Trent Richardson, Kenyon Drake, Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs. Uh, Jay's sitting as good as those guys. He's not as good as they are. So it's a step back. But for those that get all, oh, we got to play justice, he's not good enough. Jace is good enough. <laughs> he's a good college football running back. And he's even, I think, a quality SEC back. Uh, but he's got to put up better numbers to prove that. And I think he will before the season's out. I, I think he's got a big game coming up. Maybe Arkansas, maybe Tennessee. Boy, LSU would be nice. But Jace will have a breakout type game. And I think Justice Haynes will become a bigger part of this offense as the season progresses, even to the point that I think I can envision if Alabama gets there, Luke, it's the SEC championship game. Maybe Justice is getting just as much play at that point as, as Jace. Uh, that would be wonderful. You know, and again, I'm, I'm all for Roy Dell getting his moments too. He certainly sure. bailed us out of South Florida. Boy, who would have thought at the beginning of the year <laughs> – Jace, Jace McClellan, Alabama's leading rusher. I mean, people would have thought that, but he's only got 300 uh, – let me, let me look here – 371 yards rushing through six games. Uh, that is by the that's way, stunning. Jaquavis Marks only has 458. Quinshawn Judkins only has 443. Yeah. Well, Roydale Williams hurt. 251. Uh, Jacquez Hunter for Auburn, who a lot of people thought would be first-team All-SEC, has 202. Peyton Thorne right behind him at 198. And Peyton Thorne has more rushing yards than Jalen Milrow. Yeah, boy. No, I did not have that on my bingo card. I also yeah. think Milrow's going to have a big rushing game soon. How about this? While you're on SEC running backs, I looked this up uh, the other the other day. And here's here's a new – we're talking about how Texas Tech fans don't know who Will Reichert is. How about Alabama fans not knowing who Cody Schrader is? But let me tell you about, about Cody Schrader. This is also stunning. Cody Schrader, Luke was just going over SEC running backs. He's the second leading – rusher in the sec behind ray davis uh cody uh second year by the way he's a leading rusher for missouri but this year he's having a really big year he is a sixth year running back which is rare when you have a quality running back and he's been around in college football for six years that just doesn't happen anymore he played the first four years of his career luke at a place called and this was new to me truman state I don't even know what that is. I don't, that's not an FCS program. I don't know what that is. He played at Truman State and came to Missouri last year, walked on. There's a walk-on running back who played four years at Truman State that is second in the SEC in rushing. I think that's maybe the best story in the SEC so far this year. Cody Schrader, running back Missouri. Yeah, it's interesting, too. I talked about this last night on the Sports Blitz program I do on Tuesday nights that, uh, you know, Missouri, I know they lost to LSU this past weekend, but they looked pretty, pretty good doing it. They didn't look yeah. awful. And yeah, they're a good team. You know what? Next year, I mean, I, I was thinking when the SEC schedule came out for 2024, I thought Auburn had really caught a break. I mean, they get Oklahoma at home. They don't travel to Texas. Yeah, they go to Alabama and Georgia. That's true. Um, but other than that, I, they no LSU, no Ole Miss. Uh, they do have Texas A&M, but it's at home. I want to tell you something, man. Now they, I think they travel to Missouri, and Missouri comes to Tuscaloosa. 
that those were games I chalked up as easy wins. They ain't easy wins next year. Auburn would not. I mean, I'll just be emphatic about this. I don't know about next year because that's next year. But yeah. this year, Auburn if Auburn was playing them. at Missouri, Auburn would not beat Missouri in Missouri, and they probably in wouldn't. Auburn. They probably wouldn't beat them at home, but they almost certainly wouldn't beat them on the road. Uh, that yeah, Missouri's good. I'm not sure what all they'll be bringing back next year. Uh, Brady Cook, maybe the most improved player in the league. Like I said, Cody Schrader, maybe the best story in the league. Luther Burden, maybe the best wide receiver in the league. So uh, yeah. Missouri is a bit of a story. Brady Cook will be back, and Luther Burden will be back. I mean, unless Brady Cook crazily went pro or something, but that would be um, that would be really nuts. But on the other hand, he's sort of looks like an NFL player at times, which is just shocking because as I saw Brady Cook play last year and and thought to myself that he wasn't good enough to be an SEC starting quarterback and Missouri had a mess there. And now this year you fast forward one year and like, who the heck is that guy? I mean, he radically he Blake Sims from from last year to this. I mean, in terms of his radical improvement from one year to the next. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. I know we got off the rails a little bit on the end, but you know what? That's what we do here at Locked on Bama. So until tomorrow, when we have our prediction show, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.